0: On April 17th, we set out on this sabbatical. Just like Molly, we have sought refreshment, renewal, and reconnection through art, spirituality, nature, family, and fellowship. We've heard different voices, experienced new sounds, and explored different paths of reaching out to God, from meditation and a healing service to art from around the world in our very own church community, from hiking, planting trees, designing a garden, and in learning about the ways others worship, all have opened us to new possibilities of strengthening our relationship with God. We were called on to toss off our coats, our coats of assumptions and the usual, to step closer to God, And to walk with new eyes. Our centering on God and strengthening our community is so important now, as so many of us have said this morning, as we think of the extremely troubling events of this week. As we heard throughout the sabbatical time, we need that strength to carry us forward out of these doors to respond to God's call and to rise to the occasion. We've explored many paths strengthening our relationship to God. Let's hear now how those paths have affected our friends. And at the end of each testimony, let us all sing the verse of a hymn that is printed in your bulletin.
1: Good morning. I was asked to speak on the spiritual aspects of renewal, and during these past few months in Molly and our congregation have been on sabbatical, we've been blessed with wonderful leadership who have been carefully planning a wide variety of experiences for all of us to partake in, and which supported our sabbatical time of spiritual renewal through art, nature, and spirituality. As you will note in your bulletin, I've been asked to speak on this, and spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. And the psalmist reminded us that we seek God. We thirst for God as if we're parched and there's no water. And we have witnessed God in our sanctuary and beyond our sanctuary, his power and glory. Christians over the last 2,000 years have discerned behaviors one can practice to renew spirituality, such as actively listening and reframing from speaking, embracing solitude so that one can focus on one's relationship with God, or engaging in service for others. Spending time communing with nature or engaging in the various arts are other paths to spiritual renewal. I've been fortunate enough to have traveled and seen great works of art, especially some of the cathedrals in Europe. And as you all know, I love to sing and make music. Participating in our music program here at CCPC has always been a very spiritually informative and renewing experience for me. Reflecting back on this sabbatical time, I was particularly moved by the prayer for healing and anointing of oil which Pastor Mark Reiner did in mid-June, just to take the time at the end of a service to stop, just to stop and pray as he led us. And a few weeks later, I thoroughly enjoyed the cantor and the singing, the storytelling by the rabbi and his wife. The message of their story of the bread left each week in the synagogue was so well told true and I absolutely loved the drumming service not only the ebb and flow of the volume but how every one of us in the sanctuary participated drumming as one on a sonic spiritual journey and then there was paint night it was so much fun to join in an activity with others in our church and get to know them in a different way, not to mention seeing how all our paintings of the same image were expressed so differently. In my life's journey, there certainly have been an ebb and flow to my faith. There are times when I question it all and times when I absolutely have no doubts. I do know that I tend to be so busy that I don't usually make time to stop. Reflect, quiet my mind, and calm my soul so that I even have a chance to hear that still small voice in the storm of my life. I'm always so glad when I do stop, reflect, try to take in the profound wonder of it all, and share with God my awe. I have very much appreciated being exposed to other ways to have a spiritual experience during the sabbatical journey. As much as we may start out this life and finish it alone with God, we do not travel this life alone. And I'm happy I have shared these new experiences with so many of you. It's been exciting, fun, eye-opening, and spiritually renewing.
0: I think art is one of the greatest gifts we've been given, and the sabbatical time has only reinforced that for me. Art can calm our minds from the turmoil of every day, unite us in a communal spirit, both today and over time. It makes us human. It brings us joy. It lies in things like crafts, music, dance, writing, flower arranging and fabulous storytelling. Our art show was eye-opening to me and brought us together in new ways as we learned more about each other. We appreciated eye-popping quilts, and i got to tell you, that rooster quilt just sticks in my mind. And painting and pots, we celebrated art. From calling out our favorite hymns To hearing the heartbeat of God through the drums and having so many children participate and even dance in our aisle. To singing in Hebrew and Yoruba and appreciating art from different countries and different cultures and seeing how it can transform people. I'll speak for a minute as a potter. It's my hobby. I always think about the lines you are the potter, and I am the clay. But you don't get anywhere if you can't center the clay. You're lost. When you work on art or pottery, you lose the daily grind and concentrate so closely on the medium. It's like meditation. This sabbatical period has been a time like that for me, to really think about it, what it means to have christ as my center, and also realize that clay, like us, may not always go where we want. You want a vase, the clay says I'm a plate. I went to an exhibition of Chinese pottery once and was captured by a very simple bowl. I could imagine this potter holding the bowl and saying, How am I going to decorate this, just like I do many times? The potter painted a very simple design. It was a round face with two eyes and the biggest smile I've ever seen. I couldn't help but smile. And at that time, and for many times in this past season, I felt the connection to people around the world, and even across the millennia to that potter. A Holy Spirit indeed. Aceh.
2: morning. I was asked to say a few words about nature and how it affects me. Being in our natural world is a solace and a balm to me. It is God's gift. It is also a source of inspiration and communion. Communion with the natural world as I inspect the birds and the stems and the leaves and communion with those who are with me maybe on a nature walk, as I get to experience their unique traits and their unique God-given properties. I'd like to read a poem by Mary Oliver, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair... Yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, The world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things.
3: Good morning. What a blessing to all of us and to me this sabbatical time has been. I don't think I'd ever heard of a sabbatical for a congregation. I've heard of sabbaticals both in religious work, uh, religious life, and in work life, but never for the congregation. As you've heard, I'll repeat once more the themes of our sabbatical were art, nature, spirituality. And connections. And as printed in your bulletin, one of the things we wrote in the Lilly Foundation grant is to open ourselves to new experiences of the Holy Spirit. And we certainly have done that, as you've heard from some already. Uh, I think one of the things I think about when I think about joy is the drumming service, and particularly young Mr. Lee, who was in the aisle, as somebody mentioned two Sundays ago absolute joy. If you didn't see joy in that, you're never going to see it. It was amazing. And, and the, the spirit within this congregation on that day, to be willing to try something different, virtually everyone had some kind of percussion instrument, it was truly joy and truly spiritual. I want to speak about briefly two uh, things that we did that also explored other religions. That I, that I particularly appreciated, and I know I see many of you who did as well. The first was our visit to the Russian Orthodox Church. So I, like you, have probably passed by it on Massachusetts Avenue a thousand times, and I thought, well, that's a pretty place, it looks nice, and didn't give it a second thought. But for those of us who were able to go, what I can tell you is it was an amazing place of beauty, Many of us have seen, and and Melissa mentioned it, you know, artifacts in museums, and you see icons, and obviously Molly has done a lot of that work, both painting and viewing them in museum settings. But it was amazing to see the icons and the frescoes of that beautiful place in a religious setting. And hear the story from the pastor about how they had brought people from eastern Russia to the United States to paint those frescoes. And now with the fall of the the Soviet Union, they're bringing them back to refresh them and and, uh, re-engage in painting them and refreshing that art. I thought that was just, it was amazing to see it in that context. The other thing I would say, it was also interesting that in a city where many of us know some or a little about other religions, Uh, This was one that I knew very little about, so I really appreciated the opportunity to learn about the Russian Orthodox Church. And Archpriest Valerie was gracious to give us about, I think, an hour and a half of his time telling us not only the history of the church here in D.C., but also the history going back, obviously, many, many centuries, I think almost a thousand years. Uh, if I recall, his, his discussion. I also want to thank Nikki uh, for arranging that, uh, that time and tour with the church and her connection to that church. The second thing we've also talked about this morning, and that was our interfaith service here in this congregation with Rabbi Mark. Now, I don't know about you, but I was personally embarrassed that I actually had no idea that a Jewish congregation worshipped in our building. I, I literally didn't know that. I've been a member almost 10 years. No, I, I don't recall. So I'm embarrassed for that, number one. But more importantly, as part of that service, I think what was important to me was to learn a little bit more about a religion that, unlike Russian Orthodox, I at least knew about. Uh, I, many, Like many of you, you know or are related to Jewish, uh, those in the Jewish faith. So I knew a little bit more about Judaism But still to have Pastor Mark, Rabbi Mark, excuse me, explain that to us, I thought was very meaningful. He was an amazing storyteller. If you didn't have a chance to hear him, go online and listen because he and his wife both were amazing storytellers. The other thing that I thought uh, he did an amazing job was he was full of humor. Uh, I don't know what I thought rabbis were supposed to be like, but this guy was hilarious. He could be a stand-up comedian uh, as a side business. And and most importantly, he was very engaging uh, to us as a congregation and spoke to me personally as part of that effort. But perhaps the high point to me of the sabbatical experience was when our Pastor Mark and Rabbi Mark were engaging in a discussion. And Pastor Mark turned and said, very simple question. What, what one thing would you say to a Christian congregation? And Rabbi Mark, without a beat, said, One God, many paths. One God, many paths. And I'll tell you that, to me, we, we've talked about some of the strife of the recent week, but if you think about going back in history, people have fought so many wars over religion. And to me, to say in such a simple phrase, one God, many paths, it reminds all of us that there's a lot more that connects us than a lot more that tears us apart. So my hope for this congregation as we move forward, it, it's not unlike when I grew up in a, in a small town in Texas, you had, you had revivals, right? And, and many of you experienced that. And what you always wanted was that spirit of the revival to last, you know, beyond. So my hope for us is that the spirit of the sabbatical and the memory of one God, many paths, will continue as we explore other religions. But just as many have said today, I think the the power of that is that we can together bring peace to this world.
4: Good morning. How many of you have taken a vacation that involved water in the last year? Raise your hands. Raise them up. Okay. My husband, George, and I just got back from nine days in the Finger Lake District up in upstate New York. And we had the joy of being able to walk along huge waterfalls, one of the biggest in the country, and enjoy the sound, that rushing sound of water. And I thought to myself, how great thy art. How great. And then we wandered over to my sister who lives on Skinny Atlas Lake. And we were able to go down the lake to a lake house where there was a dock. And we spent the next four days playing cards, make, um, making lots of yummy meals, and again, enjoying the sound of water. And again, enjoying God's art. Many of us seek water to feel that deep meditative calm that comes with the sound of water. In a way, we recreate ourselves, for that's what recreation is all about, recreating ourselves, right? And this sabbatical was about recreating ourselves. And more importantly, having the faith that we knew how to recreate ourselves. Finding a new way of seeing things and a new way of doing things. It doesn't require us, really, to go on vacation, to book a flight, and to leave town. We can do that right here. What I learned this summer is that hanging out at the church and creating things with others can really be fun and restorative as well. One Sunday we made a mosaic out of buttons. There's something really tactile about sorting the buttons and going through the colors and feeling them and talking about them with the little kids and with elderly and figuring out where it's going to go on the board on this huge tree that we had. We also had a paint night, and about 20 of us gathered in Chatsy Hall. We had the same paints, the same brushes, and the same set of instructions. And the funny part was we came up with completely different things. Some of us kind of followed along meticulously and did exactly what the paint instructor was doing at the front. Other of us were a little rogue, and some of us were like maverick and painting on each other's and having a great time, okay? And afterwards, we looked at each one. We set them all up on the back of Chatsy Hall, and we looked at them and noticed all the differences and just delighted in how we each see things differently and do things differently even when we're given the same resources. Another element of a good vacation or a good sabbatical is cooking and eating together and playing games. This summer we had several community gatherings where we celebrated and ate together. We celebrated our Syrians family's first year anniversary. We celebrated Pentecost. We celebrated um, Tempe and Cindy's retirement. We celebrated Lucy Kecker's first uh, hundredth birthday, your first hundredth birthday. The second one will come later. (laughs) We, We delighted in each other, and we had the faith and the connection to delight in each other. When the Hearthstones gathered to take their trip up to Broad Street, We put a few games out. We had these big fat pigs that we rolled and they were kind of like dice. And we played Egyptian rat screw where you have to smack the hands of everybody else to win the pile. And it was delightful. And we turned an information session into something that was actually fun and kind of, you know, joyful. Our sabbatical taught us that we need to infuse our community with pop-up play and renew our spirits each week. And not just wait until one of the ministers leaves. We can have fun every week. We really can. We ought to stop being Presbyterian and enjoy ourselves. We can step away from our daily grinds and we can feel restored when we get a chance to recreate ourselves and revel in how great Thou art really is.